Fantastic. So what we're going to do, we're going to be a bit different today. Is that okay? Can you cope with difference? <laughs> Are you sure, Riverside? Because like, we like to mix it up so we learn better when I switch things around a bit. So uh, first of all, I'm going to invite Graham to come and join me around the table. Let's give Graham a round of applause because he's a legend. Good morning. Hey, morning, Graham. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Would you like some tea? Uh, oh, I would love some tea. I Just was going to ask, is this second. for prop only? No, this, no, 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 no. It's real tea. Wow. <laughs> nice, isn't it? Um, well, yeah, it's been here since eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. It's hot as well. Hot tea. Yeah, there Fantastic. We go. Well, it's good one to sit around the table uh, with you this morning. Graham, and obviously our subject today um, with your, our vision is really about the family of God. Yeah. Yeah, so perhaps you want to just kind of help us unpack that a little bit as to the concept of the family of God and why is that important here in Riverside? Yeah, I, th I think it's a really important concept. We've seen the table and we've got that idea there. Um, Genesis, in the book of Genesis, it takes us right back to basics, doesn't it? And, and uh, in the book of Genesis, God creates the world and he says it's not good for people to be alone. Um, he doesn't create people in isolation. He creates two people, Adam and Eve, to be together. Uh, and that is our, that's our starting point, really, is that we're created to be in relationship. And we're in a very technological age at the moment. There's a load of technology, which I don't understand the vast majority of it. Um, younger people probably understand it a lot more than I do. Uh, and, we're, and, and there's some really great advantages from the technology. You can be in contact with people across the world, um, pick me keep up to date with news there are some huge advantages of it the disadvantage is sometimes we get disconnected and we're not in relationship with people we have more friends than we know the names of um, and things like that and uh, and and we know deep in our heart that people need recognition and people need value and I think family and relationship is at the heart of what we do at Riverside because it's the heart of the Bible yeah, I've noticed that actually, and you know, like with all the technology, it's there to improve connection, and then it kind of actually creates a bit of an intimacy vacuum, you know. And actually, I'm looking for greater connection. So um, last week we talked about presence, uh, and I'm just wondering, really, does presence connect to the concept of family, or is it something completely different? No, I think I think the two are really, really important. They hang together really importantly, but it comes back to this concept of relationship, doesn't it? Um, and I think it's about, if you read it, if you look at the Bible, if you think about the Christian faith, we talk about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit mm. in the Trinity. Uh, that's the most mm. common way we talk about uh, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that's a relational um, description. Yeah. Um, God has other descriptions. We have a creator, sustainer, and so on. Jesus has other descriptions, saviour, uh, uh, and the Holy Spirit is called helper. Mm. But those are roles, um, yes. and Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is the relationship, and that's at the heart of who God is. I've been really struck um, this week as we've been watching the news and, and seeing um, the, the death of the Queen being mm. reported, and there's, there's two things going on. There's the constitutional yeah. element of it, where we talk about what the Queen did and what the King will do. Uh, and that's important for our country. But above that is the relationship. Uh, and you've got mm. a son who is mourning for his mother uh, and children who are mourning for their mothers and, and grandchildren, you know, Prince William mourning for his granny. Uh, the relationship is what probably gets us at an emotional level. So mm. I think that relationship is really important. And, and therefore, as you go through the story of the Bible, you see uh, families like Abraham, God, God, um, promises that Abraham's descendants will be numerous uh, because his is going to be a really significant family. God mm. does things through family. Yeah. Jesus was born into a family. 
uh, wasn't he? Yeah. he, he um, if I don't got any Superman fans, have we got any Superman fans out there at all? No, or one. <laughs> Got one. Well, if you know the story of Superman, Superman, he's adopted into a family, but the way he arrives on Earth is in a spaceship. He comes from the planet Krypton uh, because it's in trouble, and he and he and he land crash lands on Earth, and people find him. Now Jesus didn't do that. He didn't crash land on the Earth, uh, and somebody found him. He was born. Yeah. Uh, of a mother. He went through a nine-month pregnancy. Mary mm. went through a nine-month pregnancy. So he was born right into a family. For 30 years, he knew what it was like to grow up within a family um, and to, to know what it's like to have siblings. And I'm sure they had ups and downs in their family, just like any other family as well. And then Christians are described as people who are children of God yeah. uh, and were adopted into his family. So God wants to be present. Yeah. Going back to your question, God wants to be present with his people in a personal, relational way. Yeah, so. and we see that. I think that's when we understand the connection of God when we see it for the family. Is that the only way that God communicates this principle for family or the other images in the Bible that are helpful for our, our thinking this morning? Um, I think um, we've got the table in front of us. I think that's a really helpful image. The other, the other image I've been thinking about over the last few weeks is the concept of household and house. Okay. Um, I, I was really struck in Acts chapter 2. Um, uh, beginning at verse 1, there's this passage where the disciples, they're in a bit of a uh, difficult position. Their saviour has been, has been with them. He's died. He's come back to life. They think he's back with them, and then he goes to heaven, mm -hmm. so he's not there anymore. So they're in a bit of an emotional turmoil. And it, it says they were all in one place. They were all gathered yeah, yeah. in one place. And I, and I like that because it tells me that either there weren't very many believers or it was a really big house that they were in. Um, but all the believers were in one house. And then the Holy Spirit came. Uh, and it filled the house and all the believers were filled with the Holy Spirit. So it was an external and an internal encounter mm. with God. Uh, and so this concept of house, this word oikos, um, is not just the bricks and mortar of the house. It's the household. It's the people who are associated with the household. Yeah. And actually, I didn't realise it. It's the most common way that the Bible, and particularly the New Testament, refers to the family. When I was looking in Bible commentaries mm. and dictionaries and things like that, it says, household, see family, yeah. family, see household. They're really kind of interchangeable. So if we get this concept of household, um, I think that's an, an extra way of, of adding things into that. Matthew 10, 6 talks about the house of Israel. Luke talks about the house of Jacob. Um, Ephesians talks about the household of God. Mm. There are references to the household of faith. It's quite common as you, as you look through it. And then in New Testament, we get other um, households as well. So you get the household of um, uh, Stephanus, so the first believers in Corinth, you've got Lydia's household, you've even got the jailer's household. So, so it's all sorts of people who get saved and get come into the family of God by household. So I think if we spend a little time thinking about households, uh, that's a really helpful way. I think it's good because actually it does stretch. When we think family, we often think straight away our personal family context, you know, and we've, we've heard it in church. So household is a really good way, perhaps, I guess, for us to deepen that concept, isn't it? So how can we do that? How can we build on that household principle in our understanding? I, I think understanding is quite interesting because family is a really important word, mm. isn't it? And, and we, we love our families. But there's something about proximity, I think, with the word household gives. So, for example, we have three of our children um, at the moment. One's in Durham, uh, one's in London, and one is in Germany at the moment. So, so while they're part of our family, mm. they're not close to us physically um, and so whereas Liz and I 
live in the same house. So, so I know things. I know kind of what Liz had for breakfast this morning. So I'm not going to tell you, but I know what Liz had for breakfast. Uh, she knows what time I get up in the morning. We know when we go out. We know when we come back. We know when each other's sad, when each other's happy. So there's this idea of proximity and closeness within the household mm. that you maybe don't get um, with talking about family. Going back to the Queen as well, I don't know if anyone read uh, or heard the Lexio devotion this week, mm, which was really, good, really good uh, the day after the Queen died. And I was just struck really, really strongly when uh, Pete Gregg, who was leading it, said, sister, you know, our, our, um, Queen Elizabeth has died. She was our sister. Yes. Mm. Uh, and that really struck me, because the Queen was my sister, wow. and I was her brother in Christ. Mm. And, and, I, and I think that was a really powerful moment for me. Uh, and, and so I'm in, her, in that family. We're in the family of God together. Mm. However, I wouldn't say I'm part of the Queen's household. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I've got that proximity, that closeness to her. Um, so, so it's that sense of closeness, I think, yeah. that we want to try and develop and grow at Riverside so that yeah. we know we share each other's lives. Um, Oikos would involve a range of people as well. So uh, when Paul talks about us being adopted, that's an Oikos idea, mm. adopted people coming into the family, not necessarily blood relations. And Peter talks about us as being servants and stewards, and servants and stewards would be part of the household. Uh, so it was quite a common word. You had the household of Caesar as well, which was quite a wider household yeah. of people who'd served. Um, there's a book, if I could just uh, just um, just say, just uh, towards the end of this bit, that, that um, I haven't read the book yet, so I don't want to claim to have read it, but it is on my shelf. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a chap called Andy Crouch who's written a book called The Life We're Looking For, okay. uh, and it says, Reclaiming Relationship in a Technological World. Yeah. And this is a quote from the review of it. So, um, uh, And he says this, um, Households are places where we can invest ourselves deeply in others, come to care about their flourishing, and give ourselves away in mutual service and sacrifice in ways that secure our own identities instead of erasing them. So I think this idea of investing ourselves deeply in others and caring about mm. their flourishing and giving ourselves in service, that's at the heart of family, mm. of God, it's at the heart of household. And so that's what we stand for as a church, is we want to be people who are invested deeply in others. That's great. We're going to um, take a little bit of a break for you, just so you can have your cup of tea. Uh, for the, but, but something to think about for you, we, when we talk about the family of God, it's not just a word, because I, I think in our, our language that you understand family, actually we want to understand what does that mean and how do we relate and connect to that, and how do we build it and grow it. So we're going to watch a short video uh, together, and this just gives us a little bit of understanding of one of the ways that we build family here in Riverside Church, and that's through small groups. So and, uh, enjoy your tea, Graham.
do build the content family for our connect groups, and I thought it would be a great opportunity to bring uh, Liz. Liz works with Graham in running and being our life or connect group coordinator. So, Liz, we're going to pour you some tea. We're also going to invite you out. Let's give Liz a round of applause for all that she does in the church. So, we're, we're dying to know what you had for breakfast, Liz. Uh, <laughs> Muselet, how exciting, isn't it? You know, something that, thank you for sharing that as well. Uh, we're obviously talking about connect groups. And so what are the, some of the key features uh, about connect groups? If they're going to come and join one in Riverside, what do they get? Um, they're they're going to get that. That video was really good, actually, because they, they explain that basically the connect groups are like mini families. So they're safe places where you can be yourself and um, you can do life together, get alongside each other support one another through, through the ups and downs. Um, another really key feature is hospitality, which is um, exactly like this. It's great to sit around a table to eat and drink together. Um, Jesus did that with his friends. I know most groups either have a meal or refreshments, and um, I just think it builds really strong connections when people eat and drink together. And uh, that, that really builds the social element of groups. Um, I know one group likes to go to Toby Carvery um, to celebrate their birthday. And um, they, the other groups do walks and barbecues and things. So um, I think it all just um, leads into um, the exceptional pastoral care that, um, that this church offers in their groups. So, you know, we know that one of our leaders, Martin, is very poorly at the moment, and um, it's just been really great to see how his friends have wrapped, have wrapped around him with care and everything. Um, the key, one of the key um, elements of a group is discussing the sermon on Sundays. So um, they all discuss the same questions, so everybody can learn together and grow together. And um, so if your faith is wobbling, people can get around you and encourage you. And uh, so that's a really good opportunity to get into the Bible. And then either at the beginning or the end of a session, there's usually prayer or worship. Um, so worship could be Spotify or um, a guitar or just singing out, but it's really good opportunity to worship God and, and really great opportunity to pray as well, to pray for each other. Um, and to you, you can pray for whatever's on your heart, uh, locally, nationally, or, or globally. Um, I did. What, I just did, wanted to read out a message that I had actually yesterday from um, a leader, which I think really embodies what a connect group feels like. Um, after dinner, so they're really good at hospitality, we prayed and thanked God for our queen and to bless our new king. It was fitting that at such a sad time, we should meet and study God's word. We had a wonderful time with God's precious presence with us. We discussed the steps we need to take to get the presence of God in our lives as individuals and as a church. It was a really lovely night. So that's, that's what it feels like to be in a connect group at Riverside. Sorry, thank you, Liz. I love the fact that because um, often people sometimes think church is just a Sunday service and we just do this Sunday morning and that is church over. But the concept of community goes beyond that and, you know, all around, not just the city, but even around the area. We have connect groups, which are these family or these households coming together 
to carry the vision values out and we just see great results from it and also we just see great pictures don't we and great adventures that they all different have isn't it i think it'd be good it would be okay if we invited uh, connect group leaders up just to see what their thoughts are of it so richard and maria are you here so would you just give them a round of applause because they're connect group leaders for us why don't you come and join us around the table come and have a cup of tea yeah 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 you can have a banana, yes, feel free. <laughs> I don't think you're going to be up that long, but you know. <laughs> it's like the never-ending teapot. It is, isn't it? Is there a, have I drank it all now, isn't it? So we obviously do life together, really, as a church. You know, and we've kind of had, I guess, years of adventures and doing incredible things and your Connect Group leaders. But we really kind of want to have a little bit of a snapshot into your Connect Group, because, you know, not that... It just gives people an idea. If they're not part of one, they kind of get, oh, what goes on? Because you know, you've had the, the proper answer from Liz. You know? <laughs> Are you sure you've chosen the right people? Oh, it comes right to the end, doesn't it? Well, thanks, Liz, because you actually you, you did give the textbook answer. Um, I, I think for, for us, it's... Um, it is all about life. I think that last phrase on, on, on the slide there, we, we do life together. We, sh we share the good things and the bad things. We come together and we pray about the good things and the bad things. And I think what, what does it for me, in, in, in honesty, it, 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 it's hard sometimes. We both work full time and we come home. And, you know, to, to put aside that time, sometimes it's hard. But we are so blessed that we do do it each and every time that we actually... Um, host the life group, bring all these wonderful people into our house, we have fun together, we, we laugh together, we, we eat together, we pray together, and we go away at the end of the evening, still tired, but absolutely fully, fully blessed that we've actually shared that time and opened up our family um, to, to, to wonderful people to come. Very, very learned people. We, we, we're, we're very blessed that um, you know, we, we've got a mix of, of, of really learned people and, and not so learned people myself and Amory included so we, we, we learn an awful lot from yeah we do learn, learn an awful lot so but we do we do have fun as well I think that's the, one of the main things we do have fun um, can I just say I wish you could see us just before life group when we're running around I'm cleaning the downstairs toilet <laughs> Rich is saying we've run out of tea bags what are we going to do you know it's it's it is true life. We don't pretend to be anything that we're not, and people see us as we are, the ups and the downs, as Richard said. But what I love is we know each other, and we are family. We are, we're all family here, but we, I don't know everyone like I know everyone in Life Group. You know, we know what each other thinks when they're up and they're down, and I absolutely love that because, you know, I've needed support, Richard's needed support, and who do you turn to? You turn to the people that know you best. Um, Sorry. <laughs> Can I just share one quick story, which which sort of um, tells you about you know it's fun and it and we have laugh we have a laugh together. We had this um, uh, this was probably about five or six years ago. We had um, someone that came along that was new, um, who'd never been to us before. So it was you know she, I think she was a bit nervous. She's she's not with us anymore. She's now left. And Amory thought it'd be a great occasion to 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 bake something, but she baked sweet potato brownies. Very healthy. 
<laughs> now, I was very sceptical at this point because I, I thought we can't offer new people sweet potato brownies. That, that's not really... Brownies are brownie, not, not sweet potato. Forget the sweet potato bit. Anyway, they came out and everyone... They went round and everyone politely took, took, took a piece of this brownie. And this one lady <laughs> took a piece of this brownie and I could see her face. She was a bit unsure. And anyway, the, the, the evening carried on. And the next thing we knew was, was our dog trotted into the room. <laughs> And I think what had happened, trying to swallow a potato brownie, and he sort of fetched it out. And I think what had happened, that this lady secretly had actually <laughs> put it into a handbag, and the dog had come round the back of the sofa, fetched it out, and brought it into the middle of the floor for everyone. <laughs> dog liked it. And we thought, yeah, well, this is life group. You know, so it's the ups and the downs of life group. And even the dog gets involved with sweet potato brownies. <laughs> I love that. We, um, in Sunday school, there was all this story that was like, be, beware your sins will find you out, isn't it? <laughs> so, I think it's true. It does pick up on life, honest, held, authentic, real relationships, which are no, by no means perfect. Um, but they're actually, that's how we grow in life. In fact, it's a principle of spiritual growth, is that we grow through relationship, you know, and that's really key. And that's what we're trying to achieve, I guess, in talking about connect groups, in, in not just advertising them, but creating a, a stronger prominence in the church. Um, so it, it is worth saying thank you for all that you do, you know, in, in making this particular element have that. But just let's just kind of stick around a little bit just to advance one more part of the conversation if I can. Is Connect Group the only way we express family in Riverside or are there other things that we can do to build the family of God, Graham? Yeah, no, I think, I think there, are, there are other ways as well. I think that was a great description of what, uh, what we were talking about earlier on um, and uh, and one of the things we really want from this session today is not just me standing up and teaching about the word oikos and you go, oh, that's interesting, the word oikos means home and household, but actually to live it out and to, to find people that you can be close to in the way that you were describing, you know what, what, what people are going through. Um, and Connect Groups is a really good way of doing that, but I think we build and grow family and household in other ways as well. Um, if we just think back over the last 12 months, we've, we've had two sets of baptisms, which have been absolutely fantastic if you've been the privileged to be at those baptisms and hearing people's testimonies about about how what Jesus means to them and how they've come into the family of God those are great opportunities so that public declaration of belonging I think is a really important one uh, we've had a number of events alongside that we've had barbecues we've had walks we've had uh, a regatta last year we've had theatre productions we've done all sorts of things and we're always looking out for ideas and things mm -hmm. that we can that don't cost a huge amount of money that you can bring people together yeah. and just enjoy each other's company um, if, if you're part of church suite uh, you'll get a weekly newsletter that we send out uh, and that gives you not just the events that are going on that you can pray into but sometimes that family news um, so people that we're celebrating with people that we're praying for who are in difficult times and so you can get involved in that way uh, we talked about messy church yesterday that's a whole part of our of our household that is growing and it was so good yesterday mm. we just had so much fun uh, and you eat together and you play together and you talk together and you worship together um, and, and that's a, just a really great so grateful to Leslie and the team uh, who have been putting that together uh, and then of course there's the one-to-ones um, a lot of you will be meeting up with people on a one-to-one -one basis and just phoning up and saying do you want to go for a walk do you want to go for a coffee uh, and you share their 
their life as well. Um, and that's, that's being part of the family of God. And probably a lot of that is unseen. Uh, but God sees that. Yeah. And God knows that you're building and growing Riverside family and God's family by doing that. So, so look out for one another. Watch out for one another. See people and say, actually, I don't know you so well. Let's meet up, have a cup of coffee. Um, particularly if you're new in this morning, it's really important that, that you get spoken to and that people recognize that you're here. Um, so I think it's all about being connected. It's about being connected. It's being noticed. It's being about being valued. Um, I noticed in, in Luke chapter six, uh, 19 the story of Zacchaeus. You probably know the story of Zacchaeus really well. Some of you could probably sing it. Well, Zacchaeus was a very little man. Very little man was he. Uh, and Jesus says, I'm coming to your house for tea. Uh, and I always used to think that as Jesus would rock up, sit down, Zacchaeus would get his best china out, they'd have a cup of tea and Jesus would say, off you go. And Zacchaeus would go, oh my goodness, I've been such a sinner. And so, But actually the word in, in the Bible is Jesus says, I want to come and stay in your house. I want to come and remain in your house. There's a much more permanent suggestion to just this idea of coming. So, so being part of the household of God, being part of the family of God, isn't just a uh, a kind of a once a week commitment, the equivalent of getting the best china out. Uh, and I mean, you could have the tea bag, by the way, if you need a, the tea bag for, for your connection. We'll, we'll try it out for you. You can have that one. Um, it's, it's, it's not just about getting, getting, the, um, getting the best china out on a Sunday. It's about living side by side with people. It's about moving in, not physically, literally, but, but living side by side. And Riverside's about developing those close relationships about where everyone's welcome and everyone's loved. That's fantastic. Um, I'm really proud, actually, just even uh, when I was in the hospital with Martin, the, a group that just gathered around to pray. Uh, you know, it, it was really moving um, at the depth of people around Martin during this time. And it just reflects really who we are as a church, you know, to do. Um, somebody might come in and say, I'm not part of a connect group, Liz. Uh, how do I do that? Is there any mechanism? You know, do, I, do I have to do a test or anything like that? Is there a, an entry requirement, an exam? No, there's, uh, if you're here today, you're welcome to um, speak to one of us or there is a sign-up sheet here and there is a connect card or, and welcome cards that you can fill in as well. But before you do that, it's probably best that you just have a chat with one of us so we can just explain um, what groups are available in which areas. That's fantastic, and everybody's invited for lunch today, so we've got a Connect Group lunch, which is, if you're brand new in and you want to stay for lunch, stay for lunch. You know, we're going to eat what we've got in the room, pray over it, hope God expands it if we're slightly behind the line, or just run to co-op around the corner, um, but it generally it's a family, anybody can stay, we just want to hang out and just have a meal together, because it's amazing what happens over meals, isn't it, you know, there's incredible things, Jesus did it all the time. Um, one last thing, would it be okay to pray together around the table? Um, and um, would you kind of join us in prayer? Uh, we're going to pray for a few things, if that's all right. And if you're watching from home, you know, if you're around the table, just join in as we pray um, for the family God in wider aspects of that. Graham, did you want to start us off, if that's all right? Yeah, let's uh, pray together. And um, um, I just want to pray this morning, Father, and thank you for all of us gathered here this morning as your household, um, as your people, as your family. And we thank you that you are so invested in us and so invested in relationships so much that you sent your son Jesus Christ to die for us and I want to pray this morning for us as a as a household at Riverside I would ask that you would help us to grow you give us the wisdom to know how to grow so that we notice value and love everybody um, there may be people here this morning or listening online who don't feel 
notice. You may be here for the first time or listening in for the first time. And you, your, your life, you're looking and you think, I don't feel valued. I don't feel noticed or recognized. And I pray for you particularly that you would know the love of God, that you would know the, the all-seeing eye of Jesus and God look, watching out for you. And that we as a family, as a church, will be the, the physical embodiment of that. That we will be the people who reach out, who do notice, who do draw alongside, who do um, invest in each other's lives. And therefore, by deeply investing, we encourage flourishing through service, through sacrifice, through companionship. We pray that we will grow as your family. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. And as a family, God, we pray for Martin. He is part of our family and we love him. Yeah. And we pray that you would surround him with your arms of grace. That uh, in areas of unknown, that you would be the one who knows. In areas where he is asking for healing, that you would be the healer. Yeah. Where he seeks and grows in you, in his prayers and his understanding of the word, that you would speak to him clearly and that you would inspire him. We thank you for his actual family that surround him at this time, even where he rests and recuperates today. We pray that you would bless them with the ability, the competence and the awareness of what they need to do, position themselves well during this season. And God, we take time also to pray for the royal family. At this time during their loss. Yeah. A significant figurehead in their family who they knew personally. And they knew in a level that we don't. And we pray into those gaps. Into their grief. Would you speak comfort? Would you speak hope? Would you bring understanding Lord and rejoicing during this time of reflection? We pray for government. Uh, we thank you, Lord, even during these constitutional um, times that we've watched on TV, that your name has been mentioned. We've seen leaders mention your name and sign uh, your name. We thank you that you still exist in our constitution, Lord God. And we just pray that even as we've seen our, our new prime minister speak from the word of God, we pray that those words would resonate in her heart, in her mind, uh, that actually that would transform her as she seeks to take on a new leadership role in her own life and in the party who is currently in government. We pray that this nation would be blessed by your name and your name alone. Alone. And we pray for the nation as it grieves, uh, that we would surround ourselves as, as our own grief would surface at this time, that you would speak into that, that you would breathe hope and life and comfort. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, Father God, we thank you that you are a good God and we can proclaim your name this day, Lord. And Father, as we look to a new season now of, of connect groups and life groups, Lord, I, I pray that you would bless each and every leader, each and every member of those groups, Lord, that they would come to know you more and come to love you more, Lord, in, the, in, in everything that we do. Thank you for the freedom that we can come and, and share in one another's houses with no, no limitations, Lord. We are there to, to love and worship you, Lord. And I pray that you would put people in our paths, Lord, that we can encourage and invite as new members to the group, Lord, to build on the love of you and the love that you share within those groups. Father, we just ask this in your precious name. Amen. Amen.
Can I just ask anyone who leads a small group, whether that's Cafe Heroes or Young Adults um, or Connect Group, could you stand? I think there's one or two that are standing in for people who aren't in the room as well. And we remember um, Rachel in, in the studio as well, who runs our daytime group. Um, just like to pray for you, if that's okay. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you so much um, for each and every one of these people. Father, I want to thank you for all their years of service. Father, I want to thank you for all the exceptional pastoral care. Father, for all that they have done in preparation for their group. Father, just for all the sensitive um, leading of the discussions, for all the socials that they've organised, for all the love, Lord, that they've poured out into their groups. And I just pray, um, Lord Jesus, that you would bless them immeasurably in all that they do for their groups. And in the words of number six, I just say, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. Yeah. Amen. Amen.